Vacancy rates in Australia are at record lows and it's only getting worse because we just keep inviting more people into the country. So in this video, I wanna discuss the pretty much landscape of what's happening in the Australian real estate market when it comes to rentals, when it comes to property prices and where the hell do we end up from here? So if you're interested, then definitely keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now at the moment, we are going through a period where people are left scratching their head thinking rates have gone up, yet prices increased. Yet I was told the opposite was gonna happen. In fact, we got told there was a mortgage cliff coming and that hasn't eventuated. But wait, it could happen. And it's that mindset that unfortunately keeps a lot of people sidelined. You might be sitting there and sort of looking at all the mainstream media, talking to a lot of people and everyone's got different opinions. Everyone will come out and say, look, you know, property prices are going up, they might be going down. Oh, you know, my rental properties, you know, are going down, there's no tenants in there. And then other places, they're like, there's like 40 applications for each property. In this video, we're gonna go through some data points that CoreLogic has just released and then make sense of it all. Because what's most important is not the opinions of people around you, it's basically what the data is suggesting to us. Now there's the data that gets reported and is usually based on lag data. And then there's, of course, if you're active in the trenches. Now, the best way to look at this would be let's say for instance you looked at CPI data and you said okay well based on this it seems like petrol is increasing in price but if I just simply looked at that one metric I would not know how the daily movements have been made at my local station even from earlier today that's like live data and the only way you're going to get live data is if you go down the street and drive to the nearest petrol station and see what the price is and that's what I'm effectively saying when it comes to real estate although it's very slow you've got to realize that a lot of the numbers that get reported are from like a couple of months ago as much as we try and close that gap, unless you're on the ground floor, you're never gonna know. And where this gets emphasized even greater is when you look at these reports, they'll say, oh, Sydney grew by this much or Melbourne is dropping by this much. But the reality is within Melbourne, there's like suburbs. And then within those suburbs, there's streets. And then within those streets, there are certain houses. And so when you actually break it down, you could definitely have someone in the same suburb have their property go up by 6% and someone else's property go down by 1%. That is just how it works in real estate. And unfortunately, there's nothing out there that truly educates us about the thought process that goes behind this. Now, what we've got here is vacancy rates reaching new record lows despite rental growth easing. Despite worsening affordability easing, the pace of rental growth in Australia, rental availability tightened in September with vacancy rates falling to new record lows across the country. CoreLogic's quarterly rental review for Q3 2023 shows rental values rose by 1.6% over the quarter, down from the 2.2% rise seen in the June quarter and a full percentage point below the recent peak rate recorded over the three months to April 2.6%. This took the annual pace of growth down from a revised peak of 9.6% in the previous 12 months to 8.4% in the year to September. However, a continued shortfall in rental listings saw the national vacancy rate reduced to a record low of 1.1% in September as the total count of national rental listings fell to its lowest level since early November 2012. Now at the time of recording this, we're in October 2023. So that is a good 11 years where we've seen this cycle play out, where we suddenly had an oversupply of all these properties. Now we have the opposite problem. And this is just how cycles work. Of course, the prices change, locations change, but ultimately if you get the principle right, you'll understand how real estate works and how you can make a shitload of money. Now what we can see here is capital cities and what their vacancy rates actually look like. Sydney here is at 1.2%, Melbourne at 0.8%, Brisbane at 1.1%, Adelaide at 0.3%, Perth is at 0.5%, Hobart is at 2.5%, Darwin at 1.5%, 
1.6% and Canberra is at 1.8%. Now, if you showed me this five years ago, I would have said there's something wrong in this because usually you would see these closer to about two, three, and 4% because that's more of a balanced market. So something's definitely happened. And when you look at Perth and you look at Adelaide, that tells me there's something shocking happening in the system, which is why we've actually seen the correlation between prices going up and rents also going up as this vacancy rate has actually fallen. And what we can see is when we look at the median rent, this does take into account a lot of different suburbs, a lot of different factors. But what you'll see is areas like Perth, Adelaide, Brisbane, and Melbourne are all very similar along with Darwin and Canberra. And you've got Sydney up ahead at about $726. When you look at annual changes, you can see that rents have increased by 10.6% in Sydney, but then you go across to areas like Perth where they've increased by 13.2%. And then you go across to Hobart, which at one point was the best performing market in all of Australia, is actually going down by 1.7% as an annual change. When you look at this on a quarterly basis, which just provides you more context, you can see that Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide, Perth, as well as Darwin are all up, whereas you've got Canberra and Hobart actually going down. Now, if you've been following the channel, you probably already know the reasons why, but there's really two main factors here, migration and construction. Now let's focus on migration. Overseas migration as a share of estimated residential population. Now it doesn't take a genius to know what's happening in this graph. What you can see is that we had that complete drop off during the pandemic and now we're rebounding. Well, some would say we're reverting back to the mean, but we will always overcorrect. And it's very similar to the actual monetary policy we see right now. Now in my humble opinion, we had a period where we overcut and now we're getting in a period where we're over hiking. So we're almost compensating. This is very evident and happens over and over again. When you look at all cycles, right? You see markets where if you think about real estate at the beginning of 2020, when you have no one looking at real estate, that was the best time to buy. But 12 months later, with all this growth coming into the system, everyone wanted to buy. You see how people go from peak fear to peak greed so quickly. At that point, they're not even thinking about what they're buying and what it's worth. They're just like, I can buy and tomorrow I make money. Now, in this case, when we had inflation starting to go up, we still had rates at such record lows. In fact, at some points, we were actually cutting rates when at that point, we should have probably paused. Why? Because they were looking at static data. They were saying, well, inflation is really low, so let's keep pumping more money into the system. It's like the opposite right now is happening where you're like, no, inflation is really high, so we need to keep hiking rates. Now, the only positive I see right now with the monetary policy is that they've actually paused to go, let's just take account of what's happening. Now, if inflation does start picking up again, they at least have the move to go, all right, we can actually hike rates. But if you suddenly go, well, we're going to continue hiking rates no matter what, and we don't care if the data is not up to date, we don't care if the trend is changing, we're still going to keep hiking. That's when you have big issues with volatility. And when you see this, when it comes to migration, it's almost like the government's policy is let's invite as many people to the country so that we avoid any sort of recession, which is actually quite clever, but you can only do that when you provide the basic necessity of shelter. And there's just simply no housing policies that are going in to say, well, let's go and construct good quality homes, social housing, and more affordable housing. Instead, they're pumping money into dumb shit, which I'm not going to really get into because yeah, politics, not my game, bruh. We can see this from ABS and PropTrack. And what we can see is the annual population change in Australia. What we see is periods of overcorrection and reverting back to the mean, which you can see from 1995, we increase the amount of people that come in. And then suddenly we get to 2008, 2009, and suddenly we've got to go the other way. Now, obviously this here in 2020 was a blip. It was a black swan event. We didn't really know it was coming, but now what we're doing is overcorrecting. What we should start seeing is this tapering off in the next six to 12 months. Otherwise you start having issues with people having to live in tents in their cars and not having enough housing. The problem is right now, prices are going to go up regardless of what your opinion is or what my opinion is. It's basic law of economics. Now, how much higher can we go is totally dependent on what's affordable and what people can actually afford. But that's why my whole theory 
around purchasing property in good locations, below the median value is ideal. And when you put all of those trends, all of those data points together, you're gonna get yourself into a position where you have the maximum upside. And it's exactly why our buyer's agency has outperformed the market every single year of operation, which I'm very proud of because ethically, I'm doing the right thing by my clients by doing the right data, the right due diligence to get the right properties. If you are interested in how the buyer's agency works, definitely go check out this video. If you have enjoyed this video, smash that like button, subscribe if you haven't already. And hopefully we see some end to this turmoil, less volatility, so we can talk about things that aren't serious anymore like Pokemon cards. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.